Hi dolls, let me ask you a question. When you think of aesthetics, how does it make you feel? Are you confused, overwhelmed, or even unsure of where to start and which treatment is going to be best for you? Welcome to my brand new podcast, Fresh Not False, where we are going to be talking about how we can help you navigate the world of skin, beauty, and aesthetics. My name is Anna Harvey, and I'm here to help you understand more about our fabulous industry. Okay, hello dolls. Welcome back to Fresh Not False. And in this episode, I am joined by one of my fabulous friends and colleagues in the industry. Her name is Bianca Estelle, and she's the founder and director of B Skin Clinic, which is multi award winning. And she has also won three years in a row the best advanced skin expert and wellness practitioner at the Attractor Beauty Awards. I'm very excited to have her on here because she knows any single thing and every single thing that you need to know about skin, she will know it. So I am very excited to jump into this episode. Bianca, welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me as well. Pleasure. So, B, what I wanted to talk to you today about was chemical peels and all things skin because so many times when clients come into the clinic, they're always really nervous about peels. If they, if you, have you ever seen that episode of Sex in the City with Samantha? Yes. yes, and I knew you would say that because it's the one that's quoted all the time. So I absolutely have seen that. Yes, <laughs> the Abaji Blue Pill. That's the one. Yes, is that the pill she has in it? Yeah, absolutely. She also has a Smurf, a blue Smurf. Oh. Okay, I need to go back and rewatch it. I love that episode, but hasn't it caused yeah. so much havoc in our industry? It has. And do you know what? Initially, I hadn't had, had watched Sex in the City, and until people get to mention this pill and this episode, it made me go and look for it. And I'm like, oh, this is what they're on about. But I actually wasn't a, a watcher at the time. It was clients kept on repeating it to me, and then I actually went to see what they kept on, you know, complaining about and, and mentioning. So it's quite funny, actually. <laughs> So that's really exactly the same with me and my client base. That's what everybody's always talking about. They're always so worried that that is the look of a chemical peel and how it's going to be. So can you please talk us through what a chemical peel really is and how people will expect to look after they've had one done? Sure. Well, firstly, there are hundreds of different chemical peels and resurfaces that have varying depths as well. For example, that the pill that was on Sex and the City, that, that was a TCA pill that simply had a blue dye in there. And, you know, that, that was something that many years ago, many practitioners liked to use because it, you know, they could see where they were applying the product. But with a good skill set, I don't feel that you need to put, add a, a blue dye into a product or a solution to get a good application. So definitely you will not have a blue face for a week. <laughs> That's the good news. And in terms of getting what chemical pills are available, there are literally hundreds. What Samantha had on Sexton City would have been like a medium to deep depth TCA pill. But again, you can have the same treatment done without having a blue face. So that's the good news. Then you've got pills like a Jesna chemical pill, which is also a medium depth treatment that combines salicylic acid, lactic acid and resorcinol as well. But in terms of the, what's out there today, there are lots more pills out there today that do not leave you with a blue face. In saying that, if you're going to have a medium or deep chemical pill, yes, you should expect some peeling and shedding. But that's the point of the chemical pill, to shed all that dead skin cells, to help lift pigmentation, sun damage, things like that. So it is worth the result. But the good news is you don't have to have a blue face for a week. 
Thank goodness for that. I think people are going to be so reassured to know that they will not leave the clinic with a little smurf face. But I don't know. I've tried blue masks before, and I think they look quite cute on my skin. So yeah, actually, I think if you have these things on, just own it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would actually end experience. I, I, I do own every treatment that I have. <laughs> I don't care. It's always worth the results. Oh, absolutely. And it's also really good for clients to be able to see what we're having done on our skin. So in terms absolutely. in terms of peeling, what could yes. somebody expect if they were to have a medium or deeper peel? What would their skin look like and for how long? Absolutely. So, so usually when you, you leave the clinic wearing these chemical pills, most of them are self-neutralizing, at least the ones that I work with are self-neutralizing. And then what I tell clients is that in terms of the what I call the textbook, most people will start peeling two to three days after they've had the treatment done in the clinic. We're saying that that is what I call a textbook outcome and, and all skin is different. So some people might start peeling five days after, but on average, two to three days after the skin will start to shed. So I tend to say to my clients, you've got a 48 hour window of what I call looking normal. And then on day two, the peeling tends to start and that tends to start around the mouth. The mouth tends to be the area that it starts to flake and peel first, then it spreads to the cheeks and the forehead tends to be the last area. And generally peeling, depending on the depth of the treatment, the strength used and the amount of layers applied, the peeling can last for, from five days up to 10 days. For example, I remember doing a 25% TCA peel. On a lady, we did about four to five layers and she pilled for two weeks. But let me tell you, not only was her skin amazing, it took about 15 years off her. It was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. So that was a, what I would say a hardcore, you know, 25% TCA pill, several layers. She full on peeling like sheets of skin for two weeks, but her skin was unbelievable. And to be honest, uh, what I will say as well, there aren't many people that need such an aggressive treatment. She did need it. She had a lot of sun damage, fine lines, wrinkles, et cetera, in large pores. But the results were amazing, but she did pill for two weeks. How many of those treatments would she need? Would she need to have a couple in a year or? This lady had two because we did them so strong through the perfect skin type, skin type one, so that obviously not all skin types can even have a 25% TCA pill, but she was a fair skin type, blonde hair, blue eyes. So we could pill her quite aggressively without any risk of damaging the skin or pigmentation. She had only two and it was amazing. Obviously on a debarker skin type, Asian skin type, we would probably never use 25% GCA. We'd go lower and have more regular treatments to attain the same result. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting point that you have picked up on because a lot of clients and even some practitioners don't understand about different skin types and how they can be treated. So is that something that you'd be able just to tell us about and the safest way to treat different skin? Yeah, absolutely. One of my bugbears that I still get when I have new clients come to the clinic, they will say to me, oh, I went to another clinic and they said I can't have, let's talk about a TCA. They said I can't have a TCA because I've got black or brown skin. Absolute rubbish. Firstly, as long as your practitioner understands your skin types and is trained and experienced, you can have a TCA pill if you have black or brown skin, but they need to advise you appropriately, prep the skin for as long as possible, two to four weeks in some cases. My minimum prep for all skin types is two weeks, but with darker skin types, they can have these TCA pills. It's used choosing the right strength, applying the right amount of application layers, and also recognizing how a darker skin type will respond when we hit the dermis, the reticular dermis, things like that. But the main thing is prep, prep, prep. All skin types, including white skin, need a prep. And in fact, by prepping the skin, you will get a better treatment result. So my minimum prep for all skin is two weeks. And some skin that maybe is darker or more problem prone or has more history of pigmentation, etc., I might say to that type, prep for four weeks. 
Brilliant. And what could the possible side effects be if the skin wasn't prepped? Chemical burns, for sure, especially more so in a darker skin type, Asian skin, black skin. You're risking, like, I would never treat an Asian or black skin without prepping for at least two weeks. It's just a big no-no. Safety, that's why we prep, but we also prep for outcome because by using things like AHAs ahead of treatment, sometimes BHAs or even retinols, by doing so, we are pre-exposed to the skin. We're getting the skin health up to optimum, so the skin is more robust and healthy, and then therefore we're going to get a better treatment application, better absorbency, more even, and we're just going to get a better outcome overall. So that's why the prepping is so important, not just for safety. Obviously, safety is our priority, but also for the clinical outcome in the end. We're going to get a better result. And what kind of products would you recommend or from your brand that people could sure. use to prep their skin? Sure. So firstly, in terms of if you're prepping for a chemical pill or resurfacer, you would come in for a consultation. But just to give an example of what we would recommend as a prep, it would be maybe something like a glycolic acid cleanser, so a gentle exfoliating cleanser we have in BA skincare. We also have things like the brightening serum, which has vitamin C, mandelic acid, glycolic acid, kojic acid, which is a wonderful pigment suppressant. So we always try to use active ingredients, AHAs, BHAs, and also when I'm treating darker skin types, I try to look at using, say, a vitamin C, a kojic acid, which are going to be pigment suppressants and help to kind of block that tyrosine pathway so we don't get excess pigmentation being formed from the treatment. Because it is a chemical-based treatment, and what we are effectively doing is, is creating a chemical wound. So we want to make sure all the pigmentation and the skin, sorry, is being suppressed and that we don't get excess melanin being produced by the, the wound response, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think you've explained that really well. Going further, so let's say you so you have a client come in, you do a couple of peels for them, whether they're more deeper. How regularly, if somebody comes on to something more superficially, should they be having chemical peels done? And the superficial peels, what kind of results could they expect to see? Sure. Okay. So is that once I've had, let's say, like a course of medium depth chemical peels, how they, how they could maintain it moving forward? Yes, Great. So I would recommend, you know, you've got your good old trusty glycolic acid, you've got lactic acid, you have mandelic acid resurfaces as well. I use those a lot in my clinic. You could have those anything from once a month to once every three months. But definitely maintaining the results is important. So at worst, I would say maintain once every three months. But I say with the sweet spot could be a quick resurfacer once a month and that's going to set you back £100. It's better than a facial and it's going to give you results and maintain the actual treatment long term. Absolutely. And what kind of products, as an example, would you say that people should be on post peel to also help their results at home? Because it's a bit like nutrition, isn't it? And working out, there's no point coming in and seeing you and paying all of this money to have a treatment done, invest it to go home and not look after it. Yeah. So again, what I recommend my clients is prep. Now, the good thing about the skin prep is most of the skin prep that I would recommend is also to be used as as a long-term maintenance. So again, that could be your AHA, your glycolic, your lactic, your kojic acid cleanser, your brightening serum, or a glycolic-based serum as well. So you'll find that, you know, where it's also good value for money, that your skin prep will also end up being your maintenance as well. And your maintenance products can be reviewed every, you know, every quarter, a few times a year, because the skin does change seasonally. But in terms of maintaining the results, definitely you can still use the same products that you use to prep your skin. To, to keep that exfoliation ongoing and shedding the dead skin cells as well. And let's talk about how do they feel in terms of discomfort? Are they comfortable? Are they a bit spicy? 
Oh, you, did you use my word? Did you say spicy there? Yeah. My word. <laughs> spicy. Yeah. So, yeah, they can be a bit spicy. So with any of our medium debt chemical pills, so again, that's your Jesna's, your salicylic, your combined pills, your TCAs, etc. The first layer, what I tend to find is that the first layer is quite tolerable, but as you apply another layer onto the skin, as it's going deeper into the skin, it gets spicy, it gets hot. But by the time you have left the clinic, it feels fine. The most you'll have is like a warm sunburn feeling. Then the next day you'll probably wake up feeling a bit tight and looking a bit shiny. And then the day after that, it starts to look wrinkly and it's probably about to shed. But when you're having the treatment done, yes, it can be a bit spicy, a bit hot. But by the time you've left, you'll be fine. It will feel like a warm sunburn. That's it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of the times where I've had them and I've maybe not prepped my skin so well or I've or I've been particularly hot that day and or I've left the heating on in the room and I always try and make sure that I make sure the heating's turned off if I'm if I'm having a peel or anything. Bianca, let's talk about your skincare range. Bianca Estelle skincare. Tell me well B skincare, tell me what made you want to start it? Oh gosh, so so the reason why I started it was because I spent many years working in aesthetics and working with different you know, cosmeceutical brands, you name it, I would I had worked with them or maybe even talked to use their products to other practitioners as well. And what I kind of noticed is that there wasn't a brand or one brand that kind of had lots of active ingredients in there using high quality, but also were attentive to the needs of sensitive skin types. And not just when I say sensitive, I don't just mean black and brown skin, but I mean just sensitive skin types. A lot of the cosmeceuticals were very chemically based, had a lot of chemicals in there, which I didn't like because the chemicals were irritation. So I was looking at formulating a range that had all our good actives, all our AHAs, all those scientifically led ingredients, but without the irritants. So it was really just compiling my experience in the industry, working with brands and seeing what was missing. And then I spent about six years formulating my own range. So we know that those six years, anything you do, I know that you put your heart and soul into and you are such an inspiration and you always have been. So Bianca and I first met when I was 19. So wow, almost, yeah, almost, (laughs) almost 10 years ago now, almost 10 years ago. And I just remember being so obsessed by how knowledgeable you were about everything and just anything that you would say, I would literally like absorb it into my brain because you were so researched and so many people that we'd been around or I've been working with, even doctors didn't know as much as you knew about skin, skin health, actually more or less every single aesthetic treatment on the market you knew so much about it and yeah it was and still is a real inspiration to me I think it just comes from a place of passion and a place of care I became a skin specialist because I I I am an acne sufferer so I won't say I had acne I am an acne sufferer I, I have acne prone skin so that drove me to kind of want to find solutions for other people because I could relate to the effects that having bad skin has on you so I would be very very passionate particularly about acne treatments as well but just skin in general so I think if you're passionate about any particular subject you will educate yourself you will research things and you will kind of thrive to be the best and give your clients the best treatment care and kind of always be open-minded because some people they maybe they stay in the industry and they only work with one product and they think that's the only way but actually if you think a lot deeper you know, you get better results for your clients by combining things and combining active ingredients. I have a very Korean approach to skincare too. I believe in layering technology, things like that, so that you can get the best out of any skincare protocol. It isn't just one hat fix or, you know, everyone's different. So usually you always need to look at tailoring something that's unique and bespoke to that person, which is what I do till this day. And talking about skin, 
and acne. Yeah. What advice would you give if somebody was suffering with acne on terms of like a, a realistic goal of how chemical peels would help their skin and what they could expect to have to do to their skin to keep it looking like that? Absolutely. And I'm glad you said realistic because that's the language that I use to all my clients. When you have acne, I always say, please don't think that you're going to come to see me or see one of my colleagues and we're going to give you a course of six treatments and your acne is gone forever. With acne, you're always going to be an acne sufferer. But you can maintain the results. You can basically help to control the acne itself. When, when I tell my clients, especially clients that have just met me that I'm an acne sufferer, they go, no way, your, your skin looks perfect. But it might look good, but it's because I maintain my skin and I have to look after my skin. It's a case of, oh, I just cleanse once a week or once a day, and that's it. It's a lifetime journey. And I always try to make that very clear to acne sufferers. There is no cure for it, but there is treatments for it, and we can help to control the acne as well. So the first thing I would usually do is recommend appropriate course of treatment and then look at a long-term maintenance plan and then get that person to come back and see me at least three times a year for a review of skincare and a review of products. But say, for example, someone had a course of Jesners, like you mentioned before earlier, once they've completed that course of Jesners, they might have a glycolic acid resurfacer once a month for long-term. And I have to be honest, it is a long-term thing or they might use active products or they should be using active products every day, morning and night. It's a long-term journey. It isn't just six treatments and your acne is gone. And I think, you know, anyone that tells you that, they're, not, they're being dishonest. It's a long-term journey with acne, but it can certainly be maintained and kept under control. I think it's so important, especially that we're both practitioners and we've both suffered with acne. And it's so important that other people are hearing us have this conversation because too often people come in and they've been unfortunately told unrealistic things to help them get their skin and the beauty industry is so diverse and multi-level now in terms of so many people coming into it and and saying no this works for your skin no this and and now the huge corporations are actually buying the smaller brands the smaller medical grade brands yeah. and taking on those ingredients and pushing them but maybe not as honestly using different marketing terms and marketing tricks so you know absolutely people end up with a whole bombardment of products on their shelves that actually ends the skin ends up being made a lot worse so to be able to come to you and have a personalized skincare program put together and then they stay with you on products and skincare routine that is the best way forward in my opinion i could be more and I think like you said I agree with what you said there's so much out there and they're using clever marketing words that they can get away with to make consumers think that they can buy this one serum and their skin to be perfect but we know that's not the truth you see this beautiful model with perfect skin that's not how it goes if you have a problem skin of any kind may it be acne may it be rosacea may it be hyperpigmentation you're going to have to manage those skin conditions for the rest of your life but the brands and these companies make out like they can buy one product and it's going to fix everything that is not the truth. And I think another issue is what you just said is that people will go out there and buy the in thing or what they see on Instagram or on the adverts, think it's going to help their skin. But if you have a problem skin, you need to see a specialist such as myself or yourself. And, and that is the bottom line. And I think the mistake that most people make is that they don't acknowledge that they have a problematic skin and that they do need to see a specialist, not just buy every product under the sun because that's what they've promoted on Instagram on TV. So you're absolutely right. I agree. If you have a problem skin, you need to see a specialist and, and, and that's it. And I, I could only imagine the amount of money people spend buying every single product that's just in fashion. It's tens of thousands. And if they just went to the right person, they could be in such a much better place with their skin. But they, they don't. They think 
if I buy this, you know, buy, buy cheap and buy loads of it, they're going to solve a problem. And a lot of the time they're spending more money and getting nowhere, which is quite sad. It really is. And and that's the thing. It's even now people listening to you and, and how you're talking about it, I really hope that they understand why it's so important to see a personalised practitioner for their skin. And and also you save time, you save money, and there is no better feeling. I don't know if you feel like this now, but before going into beauty, I would like buy anything and everything on the shelf. I wouldn't even think about it. And just, you know, my acne was getting worse and worse. And then when I went into aesthetics and into beauty and learned about it, now I don't have money wasted at Christmas and products sitting in the shelf. I don't yeah. go in and just frivolously buy anything I see. I'm like, no, I have that at home. I know my routine. I'm not going out to buy anything else. This is yeah. what I'm sticking to. But we're very fortunate that we can also read between the lines and the jargon and the stuff on TV. It's like, you know, I won't name any brands, but when you see their latest vitamin C serum and it's got like 0.1% vitamin C. And again, the poor consumers, like I see these, these adverts, I'm just sitting at home shaking my head in despair because they don't know that it's literally got 0.1% vitamin C compared to 10%, 15%, 20%, and 25% in, in my brand, you know, but they just don't get it. And I see it every day and it absolutely drives me crazy. And it's sad because people are basically being tripped and spending their money on, on, on rubbish. And I do hope that changes. That's one of my industry bugbears is that there's just so much rubbish out there. And because the consumers don't really know because they've not seen the specialists, they don't understand that not all vitamin C is equal, not all glycolic acid is equal, not all hyaluronic acid is equal. They've literally given you micro drops of that ingredient in the product. So that's where we come in, though, to educate people. Absolutely. And just so they can use it as a term for marketing. So that's a really important point. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Now, Bianca, I know that people listening to this are going to want to know where to find you. You are the queen of skin. Where can they come and see you? How can they get hold of you? So you can find me on BEA Skin Clinic website. That's a BEASkinClinic.com website. We have a customer services team. You can book to see me for a consultation and I'll happily advise you guys when you come and see me with all your skincare concerns or needs. We can do a full skin consultation, skin assessment, and get you started on a proper professional skincare journey. Excellent. And what we'll do is we will link in the bio all of the Instagram page, the website. So guys, you can go on there and have a look at it. Please go and speak to Bianca. She will educate you so much and you will not only leave feeling inspired, but also confident on your skincare journey of where to go, somebody there to handhold you through the process and get you on the way to glowing, beautiful and calm and controlled skin. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Bianca. Take care. Dolls, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Fresh Not False. And please remember to subscribe and review. You can also follow my Instagram page for more information on the world of aesthetics. It's at Ella Harvey Skin and Beauty. If you've got any burning questions about anything we've discussed, please do send me a WhatsApp on 07592 170688 and I will do my best to answer you in future episodes. Bye dolls!